Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. It's Mark back with another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. We may sound a little different, a little different setup. We've got YouTube video and arms' beautiful face to my left. That's this guy. and uh, Fat bald guy right here. And Knit, you know, looking slim and fit, making me and arms look terrible to my right. Yeah, it took Knit to make us look fat. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I have 4% body fat. The the thing is, Chad is just like bodybuilder shredded. Yes, uh, straight up, straight, straight up. up. I mean, it, I have to wear I have to wear this this heat gear just to keep <laughs> keep warm in a seventy degree room. I don't, yeah. I, my body heat might drop a little below mm-hmm. the. Meanwhile, I'm that guy during the winter that uh, we'll wear a coat and we'll wear a jacket, but the sleeves are always rolled way up. So I'm f- freaking hot. My forearms are getting toasty. It looks like I got rosacea all the time. I don't know why that is. I'm just gonna call it out. Call myself out. I'm the douchey guy who's always wearing shorts. Like, oh, it's 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 snowing. It's okay. I'm going to the gym. I'm and, he, and he walks with swagger in those shorts. And we're not talking shorts that match. We're talking like gym shorts that do not match whatever top he's Just wearing. Just a pair of shorts. Anyway. I mean, do you go to the gym wearing your red on red? I mean, you look like a freaking like a popsicle. That's the great like thing about being a guy. We don't own matching gym shorts and tops. Like, I, I could care less. If I look like ketchup and mustard, I'm fine with it. <laughs> My my entire wardrobe could be black black shorts and jeans. 
Our, it's easy enough. Everything perfect. matches. Perfect. Our arms literally Move on with life. Arms literally literally looks like the Heinz combo pack that's on sale <laughs> at your local grocery store of ketchup and mustard. <laughs> the big bottles. Well, God, that's great. I, I am like one of the chunky bottles. You hold me upside down, it's easier to get uh, the juice out. You gotta shake. Give me the juice. Give me the juice. <laughs> Give me the juice. What happened today? Oh, oh yeah. Great way to start it out. Carlos Hyde got traded to the Jags. Something we were talking about. I, I told you, TJ Yeldon wasn't the answer. I told you. And we've said before. I, I just mean, traded for TJ Yeldon. I know you. Yesterday. But completely neglecting any advice I give you. Now, this was in the 32-teamer. I don't take it quite as seriously. But I did It's trade. hard to take a team seriously whenever I'm starting Latavius Murray every week. Like, even when Dalvin Cook's there, I'm starting Latavius Murray. Yeah. It's slim pickings when you got two running backs, three receivers, in a 32-teamer. It's yeah. the true test of how good you are at fantasy. And you <laughs> know it's play. not. It's complete luck. You I'm can really luck into everything in a 32-teamer. I'm rolling. Dude, Barker's putting up 16-team points oh, yeah. in a 32-teamer. It's stupid. Yep. Last week, but he put my, up 197 but points. But my I, best I threw up. My best running back is Ronald Jones, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know how I, mean, that, I, I focused on defense, but I, still. I went defense heavy. That is a true test of your IDP talent. Oh, yeah. IDP drafting talent. Well, what you and do your record is, is good in yeah. that league as well. I think I'm leading my division, uh, tied for first anyway, that three and two. I mean, you can't have a winner every week in the three, three and three. Team. Four and two? It's, yeah, yeah, four and two. Like four and two. Right. Oh, my bad. I think it's only like oh, a seven-week season, though, because the playoffs take six weeks themselves in a 32-teamer. It's No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's kind of rough. When you have a first-round pick, Trading, it's not real easy because in some cases that's pick 30, 31, or 32. It, hey, you're, yeah. you're basically drafting a linebacker that yeah. might play in a few years. You're, you're, walking, away, you're, you're walking away with Deshaun Hamilton as your first round draft pick. <laughs> At for pick like 27, I was ecstatic to get Jordan Howard. And I'm okay. now disappointed that I have Jordan Howard. I'm like, yeah. wow, I really reached at pick 27 for Jordan <laughs> Howard. <laughs> You know, if you get him on the back end, you know, of of a twelve teamer, what do you look for, guy? If, if he, get, he needs a pen and paper. I just I just need some old school pen and paper. I'm sick of staring at this computer. No monitor. more digital. This show's coming to you analog on records delivered to your house. I do only through ter- terrestrial antenna. Yes, <laughs> only through terrestrial antenna. We're not going to be. I don't even know what that is. You know what? Actually, we're going to visit every person and do the show live. Yes, <laughs> all yes. seven of you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How'd we get off of the Carlos Hyde thing that quick? I, that derailed hard. Let, before we go all the way back, let, let me tell out. you what I traded for TJ Yeldon. This, keep in mind, this Hopefully is a, less than a song and a dance, because you can sing. This is, this, we, thank, you, thank you. Thank we, you. We, yeah. we can sing. High five. We can uh, sing. We can sing. But yeah, I, I so, so listen, 32-teamer, if you have two decent wide receivers, you're good. And you I have, have Albert Wilson. I have no running backs. I have Michael Thomas. No, I don't. I have... Adam Thielen, yeah, stud. Albert Wilson, that helps. About as Scantling, not bad. It's thirty-two team. I know, not bad. And Jarvis Landry. Ooh, Landry's a little down. I traded Landry. Why did you say Landry? Like that? Okay, uh, traded him off because that's who I traded. Yeah, okay. so I traded him off for T.J. Yeldon. That was a mistake. And I thought Adam, you could have got Adam Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I have no points at running back. I'm one of the only teams that could afford to trade a wide receiver at all. 
Was it the best deal? No, but in a 32-teamer, running into a trade is like it's hard. Into it's hard to Donald it, Trump. Nobody, nobody Sorry, wants to trade. Political, but yeah, nobody wants to trade anything at all in that league. And once again, draft picks. It's so difficult to see where someone's going to pan out unless someone's zero and six or one and five. You're like. And of course, that person they, they should they be think a top they, fifteen yeah, pick. They think right. they're getting, you know, they, they're like, "Whoa, that's Bryce Love right there." Okay, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I forgot all about Bryce. Yeah, or, or whatever you know, stud running backs coming out. Right. Gotcha. It's too deep. It, that's just too deep. It's, it's kind of fun though. Yeah, you it's been up, okay. Offensively, you end up lucking into stuff. With it, through injury and stuff like that. The yeah. thing about it, like me and Barker both went with very similar mindsets. You know, if a good offensive player is there, definitely go for it. But j- just go defense if you've got to. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got – it's helping me. Yeah. You know? well, I'm winning with Ronald Jones. I uh, <laughs> I may have reached, and I want to say the fourth rounder for Kelvin Benjamin. Huge mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake. Everyone's I thought you said good mistake. offensive players. You said you'd take good offensive players. Now, now keep players in mind that, that's there. a round pick one hundred. I know, right? but, but so, you just said good. Yeah, you know, it was it's struggle. It's struggle. I did right. I did get carry on Johnson in the rookie draft, so I was pumped about that. <laughs> right, and I got Ronald Jones. Yay! Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, <clears throat> Carlos Hyde. He he is in Jacksonville. Does this spell concerns like does this spell trouble that they don't think Leonard Fournette's going to be good even if he does return week nine so yeah the plan was week nine's the week after the bye week that was the plan from what two weeks ago hurt the first the the middle two like week three week four he tried to play and didn't yeah, I mean yeah I, I think it spells long-term concern for the foot the hamstring yeah the girl, I mean everything to me well the, he's just not a gamer he's not a warrior to me and, and I like this pickup. And you're replacing Leonard Fournette with a very Leonard Fournette type running yeah, back. He instantly is the best running back they have. Right, but when, right now. when Fournette's not on the field healthy. The, the thing about with Fournette, with foot injuries, it leads to more. You yeah. know, I'm not like any sort of physical therapist, occupational therapist, but we we've seen this before. They try to favor the foot and it ends up being a hamstring or a knee or something something else happens and it's another nicky knack injury to ta- tack on top of the foot and then two weeks turns to four weeks and now it's a lost season they and they clearly they can't it. wait yeah they, they, they clearly it. can't wait as bad as that team's performed in the last two weeks really three or four weeks i mean yeah. they, they've been bad offensively since the first half of the Patriots game where they, they, they throttled them and then let them come back, and it's just been god-awful. Yeah. The reason they're not dominating like usual is they've had to become a passing team in Fournette's absence. Maybe with Carlos Hyde, they can get back to the way they played football last year and run the ball to set up the pass because Blake Bortles is not going to pass to set up the run. No. Just isn't. No. Shoot, uh, Blake. He, he may pass a hundred times. Right. But it's... I mean, Blake Bortles is kind of becoming a little bit more of what Blake Bortles has been before. Right. Like, last year he finished hot. This year he started hot. And now he's becoming Blake Bortles all over again. Yeah. And you hate to see that because he looked really promising for that Jaguars team. Foreshadowing a little later on for me, is he an instant starter there? I mean, do they just plug and play him right now? When Can you? I mean, he's not playing week seven. So, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Which Uh, which is unfortunate because they play the Browns, I believe. But... Yeah, I mean, he definitely is as long as Fournette's out. 
when well, Fournette's back, I, it's going to be one of those hands-off situations. Well, this week's against the Fournette Texans. Goes back out. Okay, I thought can, it was Browns. Can you plug and play him against the Texans? Who? Carlos Hyde. He's out this week. Oh, he's out. Yeah, he's not playing okay. yet. He they got to get in a few practices, I guess. So, so no, but not. There's this week. your answer. You get one more week of Yeldon, which. Thank God I traded Jarvis Landry for him. <laughs> You'll get one week out of him. I get one week. I, Actually, he'll still be like a asset because he's, no, a, he's a PPR I guy. I have running backs that don't score points at all. <laughs> he'll at least catch two balls a game. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who they're putting in there with him. Right. He has a role in that offense at yeah. this point. I mean, we yeah. saw it with Leonard Fournette. And Corey Grant's gone, so, I mean, he'll continue yeah. to have something. Even with Fournette at full strength, Yeldon had, had a spot. Yeah, true. So, um, Back to the Browns, though. So Chubb, what does this do? What does this this do for Nick Chubb? I he is a must own right now to me. If you could trade for him and it wasn't going to cost you a a huge name, I think you have to. Like what he's shown in limited carries is absolutely insane. I would put it. He looks. I'm not going to say as good, but he looks comparable. A little below Barkley. I mean, from what we've seen of Chubb. <laughs> Listen, you're talking about the most yeah. limited workload. I mean, what's he got on the season? Like 15 total carries. Just I mean, saying he can break them. Don't forget the three carries for what? Yeah. How many? Okay. He can break them is all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's Saquon. Derrick Henry broke a lot of big runs last I don't, I don't year. That. <laughs> last year he broke some big runs at the end of games, and he's been he, – yeah. I don't know about this Nick Chubb thing. I can't figure out if the Browns are, are selling their season again. I don't think to, so. I don't think so. Or if they truly believe in Chubb. I mean, I, I, to I me, he hasn't him. put enough on film, on tape, to to go, eh, this is our guy right now. Like I, mean, I, I think he still needs a little bit more seasoning. The, the, Browns, seasoning. the Browns are what, 2-4-1? and one? Yeah, two, they're two in three, the, and one. They're that, in the, yeah, the, the North hunt. Nobody gives up after winning two out of six games. Like I, And it's Carlos Hyde. I know they didn't give much to get him. Or not Carlos Hyde, I'm sorry. Nick Chubb. Yeah, they saw enough in Chubb to sell Carlos Hyde is what I was trying to say. Yes. And they believe in the Duke Johnson yeah. third down See, se- and second down I role. think this spells right now more for Duke Johnson going forward. Same. Than I do Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb's gonna be fine. That's possible. Yeah, but I think that Duke Johnson, they're they're looking at it and saying, you know what, we paid this guy, mm-hmm. and let's let's move forward. And we know he's explosive. We know he's good. And even if Chubb isn't as you know much of a battering ram as what Hyde was, and he's he's probably he not. Be, he could be. He has that body type. We we saw it. You know, in the SEC, he was very effective. You know what? They, there's enough of him, enough. It's not enough of a downgrade to hurt them, I think. Right. I, I get that. So, so I, sell for that fifth rounder. And although that's a lottery ticket pick to me, I yeah, mean, they're, they're, gets rid of some salary. It gets rid of a little bit of salary, allows them to do a little bit more in the offseason and yeah. ultimately develop Chubb. And, yes. and they still have two good backs. And yeah. you bring in, up theory, an in theory. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point, though. I think if I can remember right, for the past couple years, I think at least two out of the three, if not all three of us, have been in agreement that Duke Johnson should get more carries to see what exactly he is. We know he can catch the ball, but yeah. we've seen him run the ball well. well. I was about to throw out what I expect out of this this Cleveland backfield, and I see I see uh, Nick Chubb going six, you know, fifty, sixty yards on the ground, maybe maybe a catch here or there, and getting a, getting the end zone every other week, something like that. So you're, you're putting up. 
Carlos six Hyde to twelve. Knows. Yeah, six he's to had, twelve. He's got five touchdowns so far this year. Hyde does with the hot game here and there. But then you have Duke Johnson, who's going to put up to me this this Carlos Hyde going away leads Duke Johnson into more of that twelve to fifteen consistent, like a solid running back too. Nothing explosive, but can have high end games. He's more of that like fifty or sixty receiving yards. And I think they do feed him the rock a little bit more in the rush game, get him to the thirty four like he could be a hundred yard back combined week in, week out within their passing game and then getting the end zone every now and again on some screenplay, stuff like that. I have to yeah. I mean that's He did it last year. He did. And he was one of the best fantasy backs to own last year. Just kind of top team guy, James White and Duke Johnson. That kind of the same guy from seventeen to eighteen. Top fifteen guy. Yeah, I mean, just a solid running back too. And and actually, you can start to bank on him a little bit. So I mean, mean, Duke Johnson owners happy. Nick Chubb's the owners happy. And you were talking about trying to trying to buy Nick Chubb. I if you're the owner, I'm too intrigued not to. I get it, but if you're the Nick Chubb owner, why at this point? You hug on to him, let the excitement right. roll. And, Play him. Unless you want to sell high, because this is so, probably going to be the height. So that's, that's where, kind of I where it. I was going with that. So I've got him in a keeper, like a 14 keeper, and I've got um, Ingram, uh, on Johnson. I, I can't remember my other running back. I, I'm pretty doing pretty well at running back. And, I mean, I had a few other rookies, and I just kept letting rookies go. And for some reason, I, I was, I don't know, fortunate enough, smart enough to hang on to Nick Chubb. Oh, oh, fortunate enough. Fortunate. I'll give you that. Well, I mean, I, I got rid of Rashad <laughs> Penny. I got rid of Ronald Jones. Yeah. I mean, I had those guys on my team because they were fairly cheap in the draft. And I, so high. I, I keep Nick Chubb, and now in, in his 14-keeper, you know, my best receivers, Mike Evans, and it was an inherited team. It was, you know, it was atrocious whenever I took it over. But now I'm thinking, you know, what can I possibly get out of that Browns fan in my league? Because there's one in every league, it seems like. At least where we're from. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's one in every league where we're from, no doubt about it. But what can I get out of a, a Nick Chubb? And, you know, I'm waiting for the offers to start rolling in. I've already got some trash offers. But, you know, eh, I'll, I'll see what I can get out of him before the end of the season because – Weed through the trash. Yeah, he may not. He may not be one. one of my keepers, but he'll be a keeper for somebody. You know who's super fortunate? The owners of Carlos Hyde that are like me and like the stack, and also had uh, Hyde, Chubb, and Duke Johnson. Now they have three running backs. That's fantasy values just went up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Hyde's value went up at all. Though. As long as Fournette's out, it did. I mean, that, the Cleveland's offensive line isn't there yet. Jacksonville can open up holes for the And we've already back. talked about the long this might be a long term issue where Leonard Fournette might not play until he's hundred percent healthy. Yeah. And if that's H- what that's this says. If Hyde's effective, why should he? I agree. I mean and, and we've seen Hyde be effective and I don't I don't think that, you know, this Cleveland offensive line is the greatest in the league by any stretch right. of imagination. But Hyde's been pretty much getting it done on the ground. He's not been great, but he's been solid. And you got to think of something else. The Jaguars just made a huge move, not even close to the trade deadline. They needed Hyde for something. and Now they need a quarterback. Now they need a quarterback. Now they should probably call Chase Lynn. <laughs> Actually, I think he's still with the Chiefs. But <laughs> he is. But Hyde, yes. what what Hyde brings to it is they they could go back to more ball control, yes, and, which helps the defense, and that that's ultimately what it comes down to to me. They went and got their Leonard Fournette replacement so they can get back to Jaguars football, control the clock, limit possessions for the other team, 
so that your elite defense can go out there healthy, fresh, and be elite again. And I think it's a great move. It's a great move on on both sides. So this, to me, is just my you know red alert. Duke Johnson only had two hundred and seventy five yards on the total and fourteen receptions with no touchdowns. He's on a lot of waiver wires right now. Go out and get Duke Johnson. Yeah, yeah please. especially in the PPR league. Duke Johnson is, you know, the two or three catches that Hyde got. That's you're going to go to Duke Johnson now. Ten teamers, twelve teamers. He's probably it could be available. Very much Absolutely. so. I was so upset when I broke the news on our Twitter about uh, Carlos Hyde getting traded, and I was so pumped about the trade itself and like being able to talk about it tonight. Then in my redraft league, I did not go pick him up. Somebody beat me. Somebody beat I, me too. I was busy at work, and someone picked uh, picked him up in a uh, Yahoo league at three twenty. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. And we're talking like, <laughs> like non football dollar. Like, just go grab him off the waivers. I think it's Bob Manning. Bob, what are you doing at work at three twenty to where you have the time? Bob, I'm about to do a live oh, check in on my waiver wire here. Yeah, <laughs> on air. Probably, it's busy being. It's it's a busy life being us. <laughs> yes. I mean, I seriously, I'm so focused on what we're going to talk about. You know, what we're doing in our jobs. Like, I forget to go on the redraft leagues because we play Dynasty IDP, but we're all in redrafts. We got buddies that are like, come on, man. You've <laughs> got to be in this league, bro. I'll be in it. No money involved. Freaking live draft where half the league shows up and the others are auto-drafted. Like, every year, everybody's got one. Oh, and it's maddening when the auto-draft somehow ends up with a fairly decent team. You're like, <sighs> How did what? But you can't live with that. ADP. You can't play a season with the team you didn't draft. Yeah, well, unless it's a takeover of an IDP and you're just going into fire sale, have a fire sale and trade everybody. Nah, I did it one year. It was great. That one. It's the team that ends up. <laughs> it was way back in the day. It auto drafted Clinton Portis the year Clinton Portis basically retired <laughs> mid year, and I still won the league somehow on an auto draft. I was like, ah, I'll do ADP. It. I'll take it. <laughs> ADP all day. This is the the guy who ends up with like you know just out of pure luck Adrian Peterson in the fourth round. You're like, it was a year Aaron Aaron Rodgers Rodgers in the fourth round. Aaron Rodgers and Matt Schaub finished like one two at quarterbacks before Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. Are like, hey yeah, nice job auto draft. Nice job. I got Adrian Peterson and the Danian Tomlinson. Awesome. God, that was a blast in the past. How did that happen? Uh, Just uh, actually, it happened because on Twitter I asked a question. And let listeners kind of ask us some questions. And one of them were, who was your favorite fan? Who was your like must own player when you first started playing fantasy football? And I thought Ladanian, because when I started playing, Ladanian was scoring 20 plus touchdowns a year. And that's, that's, that was my must have. I was always a wide receiver guy. It was Randy Moss all day for me. Just loved the guy. I mean, eh, that was my dude. Dude, I, I always wondered Randy Moss, but I was never in position to get him. The one, my, I think my second ever um, league I played in was an auto or fantasy, uh, back on a redraft. Two, yeah. two quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, and a tight end. It was Hotown. Oh, yeah, it's called Hotown. Den, Denny's League, Hotown. Hotown. We to, all had porn star we, names. All your team names had to be named after porn stars. Yeah. I, I was Stacy Valentine. Great concept. Great. <laughs> I was Jenna Hayes. I was Stacy Valentine. And I ended up with both Manning oh, brothers. Desiseris. <laughs> I ended up with both True. Manning brothers. I forgot. And won the, won the league with the both Manning brothers on my team. I had no idea what I was doing. Yep. And, hey, 
I picked the name Jenna Hayes before anybody knew who she was. Everybody was like, who is Jenna Hayes? Like, you need a porn star name. I'm like, that's, she'll be a porn star. That's, that's you some, just wait. That is not something to brag about. <laughs> I knew. Uh, it was one, bit, one, one illegal download, and I was like, she's going to be a star. When she turns 18. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, God. You don't have to edit that part of the show. Star on Ryan's toy review. I knew she's going to be good. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That's great. That's terrible. Oh, it's really bad. That's super bad. But uh, let's God, he's a minor league scout of porn stars. <laughs> that is Jeremy uh, Barker's. This thing's uh, gonna get me put in jail. He, it's he not even, actually has. I didn't mean my. I didn't mean like minor <laughs> minor league. Jeez, I didn't even mean it that this way. This is regressing quickly right, on accident. All right, cut I'm the feed. Cut no, the feed. We're out. We're, we, this, this is over. We're yeah, done. I quit. We won't cut the the feed, so to speak. We'll we'll just. Change the subject. That's the best thing I've said on this oh, show so man. far, and I didn't even realize what it meant. <laughs> so our friend Bruce Matson, <laughs> our friend Bruce Matson on Twitter, uh, who does the perfect cast, uh, good dude, works for DLF as well. Does he have a black couch? Uh, I believe so. He mm-hmm. asked Jason or Michael Myers, black casting couch. Jason or Michael Myers? That was his question, and I was like, you know what? This brings some fun to the show. That'd be inter- yeah. I'm, I'm interested Mike- to see what the answers are. Michael Myers is the freakiest Halloween character to me of all time you know because the- he does nothing but murder people. The like he just about- is, <laughs> and that's like, crazy. Like, the terrifying thing about Michael Myers is that could be real almost. Right. Like you, you yeah. kind of in in the movie that is a actual person it's terrifying jason is basically the ghost of a drowned kid you know who just but michael myers isn't michael myers is somebody's brother who's just just a sociopath yeah so that is freaking terrifying but listen you i'm gonna go with i'm I'm gonna go with jason i love it i was gonna tell nit like you what you said about michael myers was the exact opposite of why i like jason it's because he was in uh, what was was the Manhattan one? Jason takes Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. Like I, he's my favorite because he cracked me up the whole way through that movie. Like people are like you know dry, hey, hu- dry humping on sidewalks. He's like, mm. <laughs> and he just walk away. I'm like, why didn't you kill him? Like, why? What are you doing walking through Manhattan? Like you kill people, but you're walking by millions of people in Manhattan, walking by stores, looking through the window. Not saying anything. But like it was, it's so ridiculous that I can't help but love. Jason it. is like the ultra Christian conservative America, you know, horror story guy. It's like, oh no, premarital sex. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Like I feel like uh, what's the one of the crazy uh, James Jones or someone like that? The super Christian guys who uh, killed people, did the cults. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about James Koresh. That's David Koresh. David Koresh. But I, I, I feel like one of, of the, one of those guys who are like, oh, ooh, I got an idea. Someone <laughs> who kills people for premarital sex. Yeah. 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 We'll just go ahead and write that this down. This will work. This will this will teach abstinence. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like we're getting into an episode of anyone else. All right. <laughs> let's Kurt. Let's finish the questions and go to our not so obvious because the next one's good too. It's not as fun as Jason and Michael Myers, but. Worst move you've made in fantasy and best move you've made in fantasy since you started playing. So, like, Ever? worst trade, best trade, best pick, worst pick. I drafted Trent Richardson at pick 
one oh one in a rookie draft. What a great way to start. I mean, I mean, everybody did that. Yeah, year, but, but it's that, still the worst. That move. one hurt. Now, keep in mind, I traded away. <laughs> God, I hate this. This is this ties into my worst move ever. In, it, in, a, it, you doubled down on the worst move ever. Well, yeah, to get the one hundred and one. Basically, I I traded away Arian Foster. Yeah. Now, now I got four first rounders for Arian Foster. It hurts. All right. I did get Alshon Jeffrey out of this. All right. Uh, you know, rookie Alshon Jeffrey, but I I end up with Trent freaking Richardson. I'm like, <laughs> and you were excited. He, he, Alabama he, he looked, running. He back. looked good that first year. Yeah, he did. He, did, re- he really did. Went on the oh, wait, what was your best? Morris. What was your best? It's hard to think. I, I, I don't know, question. man. I, I've, I've pulled some... I've hoodwinked some people here and there. Is it just trades? Is that Terrible. the question? Best trade? Or just no, best move best in general? Move. Best okay. Th- it could be a free agent acquisition, I believe. I mean, what you know, best thing... Like one that proud fantasy moment, and then that ugh fantasy moment. Yeah, here, here's my ugh. My, my oh my God, why did I do that? But I thought I was a genius at the time. Tennessee fan acquiring first round picks mid rookie draft and I made the everyone thinks I'm going Alvin Kamara. I knew you were going here. Yeah. And I'm like popping off. I'm like Boom, Samaj P. Ryan gonna be a stud, baby. And I made the comment Oh, the Alvin Kamara smokescreen is thick tonight. Because <laughs> I remember I, it. That was at 108, because then I pop off a trade and move some uh, future first to get 111. AK still there. John Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so I, in one rookie draft, I passed on my dude, Alvin Kamara, twice. Oh, and man. in that rookie draft... I backed out of I think one five one seven ended up at like pick eleven twelve and thirteen I don't remember who I took at eleven because it was apparently I think it was nobody yeah but I ended up with Alvin Kamara at pick thirteen Thir- the thirteenth pick in the rookie draft ended up with Alvin Kamara and was which is, was pretty it, disappointed because it's like at the time you're like at the time you're like I'm like, forced into that's, this that's, that's that was my move I'm like yeah. I, I'm I'm forced into it and my, I'm like you know what. Hopefully, hopefully he does that Reggie Bush role. Right? Yeah, in in uh in New Orleans, and he did a little more little more than Reggie Bush ever yeah, imagined doing. I think so. Yeah. What about your best, Nick? My bet, man. My best is gonna be tough. I just keep going back to like rookie drafts more than anything. But I mean, drafting That's a good place to go. Drafting Gronk, <laughs> like that. Yeah, because he huge. was not like a top five. Uh, and, and holding on to him. I mean, right. I, had, I had to wait to wait a year. But I'll, I'll get. I'll give you another but, really, really, really bad one. Pick sixteen. All right, I traded around. And end up at pick sixteen in an IDP league. I take. Daquan Bowers oh, yeah. in the contract league. He gets hurt. I'm like, you know what? I only signed him for a year, I think it was. And then I, I'm like, he comes back. All the reports in camp, he looks like stud. So I extend him in the offseason. In that league, you extend someone one year. It costs you two years. You extend him the second time. It's three years for every year. I ended up with Daquan Bowers Oof. for nine years on a three-year contract. And I'm like, yeah. and then I, I cut him. Like yeah, I, I had to, to cut get him four and a half back. I get four and a half back, and I'm like, oh, this is atrocious. Yep. There was, my, a, there was yeah. a receiver I did that with too, and I can't remember who it was. Some uh, Homer pick. It was. No, like, it was like Ramsey's Barden or someone like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. 
My best value pick, I'll give you the best The best tr- value trade I ever made was trading Randy Moss at the end of his career to someone who thought they were in it, was hoping they'd get Randy Moss, and they gave me their entire draft. First, second, third, and fourth round draft picks. Nice. Rookie draft picks. I was like, nice. yeah, yeah, see you. See you, Randy. My best move dates back a little farther. It was uh, actually watching highlights and determining that Marcus Colston was going to be pretty decent. And picking him up as the very last pick in that rookie draft, Dang. like four sixteen. You watched Hofstra, yeah, Hofstra. Just highlights? because I saw one thing on my Dolphins forum from like a a Dolphins fan, because you know I was I was into fantasy, but I was more into the you know Miami. Now you know you can't get into Miami; it's impossible. Yeah, but somebody on there was like, "Man, I hope we draft Marcus Colston. Look out for this kid; he's going to be good." And I was like. Okay, Hofstra, and I started watching videos. I was like, this, this dude's right. Like, this guy's going to be legit. He's going to be really good, and, and I kept him. And my worst thing is uh, for like three years in a row, I had this really bad issue, was if you were a troublemaker, you weren't going to be on the Las Vegas Vandals. <laughs> no troublemakers on the Vandals. Is so, this the trade to me? Probably. What I'm talking about all of them in general. Like, Brandon Marshall fell through a glass table, and I was like, you're out of here. I was like, give me a nose to me. Second round pick. Thank you. are gone. And what I do, league title the next year. Like, thank you for yeah. the Brandon Marshall for a couple thirds yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was like R- Ricky Williams, like, supposedly might have smoked a joint. I'm like, you're, I've, yeah, you're might dead have, to me. You might are have dead to me. Not because football. I, you know, nothing personal. It's just like they're going to get banned for a year. And now you draft Joe Mixon. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> This is a good play. What's your your favorite just one dollar pickup? Oh, Philip Lindsay. I, I'm I'm just gonna ride that one out forever. I mean, Philip Lindsay, hands down. Period. I've got two of them that I was a huge fan of. Darius Leonard for me this year. I got George Kittle for a buck, and then a few years back in his rookie year, I got Preston Brown for a buck. Hey. Off season, you know, and it, they're like, oh, I think they still had like Takeo Spikes on the team. And every, all this uh, camp hype is like, you know, this Preston Brown kid looks really good. This Preston Brown kid. And I did the same thing with Navarro Bowman. Oh, he looks really good in camp. And I'm like, I mean, he's a rookie linebacker. What is he going to do? Uh, what, who do? cares? It's a dollar. And, uh, like, Bowman goes on for 130 tackles. Same way with uh, same way with uh, Preston Brown. He's, you know, 100-tackle-a-year guy. So. Right. Yeah, that's a good pickup. We all got those like dollar pickups that we just love. I think, like I said, Darius uh, Leonard in one league at a buck. And for the video purposes, this Check video is sponsored by Aluminum Can. We're out, arms. There's nothing <laughs> in the door. Can. I don't know. Maybe hey, these mics do pick up everything. They're great mics. And Did you pause it? Nope. Okay. No, we're still talking. Everybody's enjoying the uh, $1 stories. And uh, Bark does not want to edit video at all. <laughs> not so getting into I the video. shall not. All right. If one of you guys like pukes on accident on the table, it's in the video. It's in the podcast. What Did we have one more question? One more question to get to, or is that it? Uh, I think that was it. There were some like, there were some ones that would have just kept us going way too long. So I left them out like Dungeons and Dragons type questions. Like, what's your favorite Dungeons and Dragons card? Like, I don't know. I, I don't What's know. that? The first one I draw, and I will hang on to it forever. It'll be my, it'll be my fluffy. Exactly <laughs> correct. So let's get to these. Not obvious starts and sits. Not so is obvious. That, is that what? Is that what's up? Oh. 
It's the not so obvious plays of the week, brother. Yeah, it is. It's the not so obvious plays of the week. Who wants to lead us off with our not so obvious starts of the week? I'll go first. Yes. Go on. Every time I every time I go first, I take arms as guy. So uh, that's why I'm off. going first. That's a good strategy to have. All right, arms. Yeah, atrocious defense he's playing this week. Has he looked good so far this this season? He's looked okay for his position, okay for his tenure in the league. But I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield against a very, very poor Buccaneers defense. Uh, I think Baker's got a good opportunity to get two or three touchdowns this week. I know that's going to be really high for him to do, but I think anyone can do it against the Buccaneers defense. Just fire their D.C., Going to be trying to figure out a new game plan literally on the fly midweek. I mean, they're probably going to keep their basic sets and things like that. But you also know the new defensive coordinator is going to try some new stuff. Is that a good thing long-term? Yeah. Short-term? No. I like the pick. I I like going with a little not obvious Baker Mayfield in a breakout game, more or less. In a breakout game. This is whenever the the hype for Baker gets to you know full high train speed baker's going to be going 80 on the tracks I, w- I want to see him i want to see him run the ball get outside the pocket make some plays with his legs and also rolling out and making some plays down the field with his arms just extending plays so part of my thought process on this is now we bring in a, a georgia running back who's a rookie right who did some run pass options We've got Baker, who in college did a lot of run pass options, you know, and let Baker and this other rookie do a little bit of what they did in college that made them both really successful. And hey, maybe there's a, a few, uh, maybe quarterback uh, handoffs that don't go quite. I'm screwing that up. Anyhow, <laughs> anyway, a couple of uh, read options. That's the words I'm looking for. A couple of read options that uh, don't Baker, quite get there, Baker yeah. takes around the outside. Maybe uh, puts another 50 on the ground this week into the addition to the passing yards he's going to have, which, by the way, over 250 this week. It's really hard to bet against the Buccaneers right now, too. Like The games, I was looking through these matchups, and I'm like, man, there's, there's just not – I'm glad I didn't pick Baker because I thought about it because there's just not a lot of other options this week. Like, the games are pretty well matched. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I wanted to take Baker, but I didn't. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I'm gonna, you would have stole mine. I would have. You would have turned into my nit. I, I like it. I, I like Baker Mayfield this year, this this week against that, that defense. But my guy's going to be Mitchell Trubisky going up against the New England Patriots. The Patriots have yell, yielded big games. And quite frankly, Mitchell Trubisky's hot right now. He had basically the high-scoring quarterback week uh, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. Came out of the bye. I know they lost to the Dolphins, but he still performed well fantasy-wise. Put up near 40 in most week formats, or in most league formats. You go up into New England. They, they're they a bend, but not break defense, but they're also a high-scoring offense. It's, you're going to have your opportunities. I think that offense is clicking in Chicago. I think this is going to be more of a shootout, even though you got a good Bears defense up against uh, a Tom Brady offense. It's actually it's clicking right now. I think this is going to be high-scoring. Mitch Trubisky gets in. And to your point, the Bears are a run defense, not not as much of a pass defense. So I, I like that. I'm glad I didn't pick Mitch because I, I thought about him too. I think it's going to be a little bit lower-scoring game than most people think. It, would, it wouldn't shock me if neither team got more than three touchdowns total. And, I mean – I don't know where they're going to they're coming from. You know what I mean? I think the Patriots will likely win this game, but 21 to 14, 21 to 17, and who gets into the end zone for the Bears? Is it Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen? I mean, it, maybe maybe one of them catch swing pass. I don't know. 
But I, I'm not a big fan on that. I respect the thought on it, but I, I, I can't buy into Mitch Trubisky yet. The biggest thing with Mitch Trubisky right now is he's spreading the ball around. And that's that's Nagy's M.O. as a, well, the head coach now, but as an offensive coordinator prior, is spread the ball around. He gets the ball into Tariq Cohen's hands, gets the ball into those receivers' hands, and, and they're making plays for him. So I'm just going to ride the hot streak that Mitch Trubisky's on up against, again, I think it's going to be high scoring. So. He's, he's looked good. I, I I don't hate it at all. I I think both of you have points. I'm kind of torn. I guess that's why we do the co-host thing. Like We, we can influence each other's opinions. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I fall. I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. I kind of lean just a little bit towards Trubisky keeping it up, though. Uh, my guy, um, was really happy you guys left me my guy. Cause I thought about both of those guys, but I'm going to go with the very not obvious Joe Flacco start. This I week. thought about Joe Flacco Whoa. this week. It's, it's Flacco time this week. He's, he's been up and down. I say this all the time, but I think it's time to go back up. And the reason being is he faces a saints defense that's giving up 300 yards in the air right now per game. So the Saints aren't playing the pass well at all. The Saints also have 12 sacks on the season, which is in the bottom third uh, of the league. Which so is shocking. Which is shocking. They're not Cameron Jordan's not really doing it, uh, but they're not going to get to Flacco, and those cornerbacks are not going to be able to deflect the balls Flacco's throwing because it's it's just not a very good defense. It's not, it hasn't been all season. And believe it or not, the Ravens are a top 10 scoring offense right now through six weeks. Surprising, but, yeah, I, but, it, but it's real. Michael Crabtree, him and him and Flacco are clicking right now. John Brown, John Brown, whichever one's on that team. Frankly, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know. They're clicking from time to time, and then Willie Sneed's getting it done underneath for them. So yeah. Flacco has an assortment of targets to throw to. Yeah, and 42 tight ends, I think. Yeah. There's a bunch of tight ends some, on that team. Some Hayden Hurst action, yeah. some Mark uh, Mark Andrews action. I mean, he has an assortment of targets to throw to. Not to mention Flacco likes to go deep, and the safeties in New Orleans are run-stopping safeties. They're not really cover safeties. Marcus uh, Williams built a stop coming to the box, stop the run. Absolutely. So I think Flacco's absolutely going to shine this week because they're not so obvious. Who Another, uh, another matchup-dependent yeah, I mean, quarterback there. It's... It's better calls than trying to figure out whether Deshaun Watson or Blake Bortles is going to be the one to shine on Sunday. They're so inconsistent right now. But some of the games are just crazy on the matchups. Arms, do you have a not-so-obvious running back start of the week? That way no one steals it. I mean, I, I can wait because no one's going to steal mine. Go ahead. Uh, now, I'm I'm gonna, cur- now I'm just curious. Well, I mean, it's just going to be based on who they're playing. I think they're going to get up big. Um, it, this is Austin Eckler's week. I think Eckler, they're playing against the Titans. It's not a, and their Titans aren't going to keep it real close. So I think that they get up big in the first half, and I feel like uh, Eckler ends up grinding out the rest of the game. Uh, second half, he's going to get you know the bulk of the carries because after Melvin Gordon gets three touchdowns before halftime, why play him anymore? You know, so then you throw in the three or four catches he normally catches a game, get him around 100 total on the ground, possibly get into the end zone. I mean, he's already got three touchdowns on the year. I can see it happening again this week. And alert, alert, that's a 9.30 a.m. start over in London. So if you're going to play Eckler, you better get him in on Saturday night. Otherwise, you're going to wake up with a hangover and, and, and Austin Eckler on your bench. It, it seems like they've cut him out a little bit, though. He, he's not getting the volume that he was. No, but, but, I, but hot, I like man. it. Yes, but he's, he's double digits two weeks, then eight, then 15-15, then seven and a half. I mean, it's he, he's not as a 
as much workload, but he's still pretty effective. But but you could also be super right that the second half is going to be Austin out of the Eckler's Titans' hands. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the games that he, that he performs well in. So yeah, he does well against the Chiefs, the the Bills, uh, thirteen points, the Rams just eight. That's still pretty darn good for the number two running back to do that against the Rams. The 49ers, fifteen points. The Raiders, fifteen points. The Browns, which was you know a fairly decent game, they seven and a half points. They're going to play the Titans and they're going to be up. Just like they were on the Raiders, they're going to be up. They're going to win this game, and it's going to be Eckler grinding it out. Here's the other thing: the reason I brought up the 9:30 a.m. start. The Chargers are going across the U.S., across the ocean, and they're going to be playing a game at 9:30, 9:30 Eastern time. I mean, it, it's going to be a very early start for the LA LA Chargers and for the Titans also. These te- these games over in London. A team always seems really, really flat. Oh yeah, There's really a, flat. Some jet lag in one of them. They're, they're, and, and it's real. Like it, it's real. It's hard to pick which one's going to be. I think this is going to be a little more of a dogfight than than a blowout to me. The Titans are keeping games competitive, not close in the end, but they're keeping them competitive and grinding out. They're limiting possessions of the other team. So I, I don't know about Austin Eckler in the second half. If they are up, great pick, great pick. I just don't know if I see it. Who you got? Well, I was going to go with where you were on Flacco. I'm going to go with Alex Collins. I mean, he's been a good he's been a good running back. So it's not exactly can't stop the run either. So it's yeah, it's not exactly a not obvious. I mean, but I think he's going to put what I'm saying is he's going to put up a lease. Well, he hasn't Co- had a good game yet. Yeah, I mean, he fantasy games last week. No, no, fantasy's been okay, but he's not had a hundred yard game. Oh, true. he's not been you know his yards per carrier kind of pathetic and he's not the receiving back he's getting lucky with some goal line carries he's basically uh, uh ladanium or not ladanium but lindell white right? lindell white, yeah. lindell white just dumping in back. like 17 yards rushing and three scores <laughs> back in the day right. man and three of the scores were from three yards out so there's nine of those 17 <laughs> rushing yeah but alex collins against again this saints defense you mentioned all the bad stats in the passing game they're not much better in the run game yeah they got the run stopping safeties but their their linebacking core is terrible and actually their defensive line is built to get after the quarterback and leaves it soft up front quite a bit i see alex collins banging inside the tackles getting to 100 yards and at least a score if he if he catches a couple balls and gets in the zone twice it's top five production I, I like it. I can't argue it. Arms, you have anything against that one? I mean, Besides Alex Collins just hasn't done anything. Maybe this is a breakout game. Say something no, about Buck Nasty. Uh, I hate Buck Allen, and the problem is nine, it seems like five out of the six games, Buck Allen ends up getting the touchdown that should go to freaking Alex Collins. I, I, I didn't, not here lately. I didn't actually know which one I was going to pick until you put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I had them both written down. I was like, I, I could go Buck Nasty here. Buck Nasty. I one of them's going to have a good game. Right. Well, here's here's uh, my not so obvious running back star of the week, and this is also my bark bank of the week. Bark bank. Bark bank. Uh, Corey Clement. Uh, no matter what, to me, he is game script proof this week because Ajay is down. Darren Sproles isn't back. Wendell Smallwood is not that good. He ain't good. And at I all. think they found it out last week in the second half that Clement was a better option than Smallwood. And he fun- in in a bad time. Smallwood fumbled the ball. Yes. He, I, I think they recovered, if, I'm, if I recall correctly, but he did fumble the ball, and that's important whenever you're trying to win a game to keep that control. Absolutely important. And, and Corey Clement is also the do-it-all back. He's scoring 
from one or two yards out, which he did last week. They give him the ball at the goal line for whatever reason, but he's also their pass catching back. And now maybe they've realized he's better, uh, better running option than Smallwood. To me, he's game script proof. No matter if they're up or down, rushing or passing, Corey Clement's going to be a great play to me this week. I think this is where you uh, start to look at Corey Clement as the bell cow in, in Philadelphia. And I've said it before that he should be, and I don't know that it'll work because they've never given him a chance. But if if he's ever going to get his chance, I think it's this week. I mean, it's I not like Clement you called this week. Curtis Samuel this week, so Whoa. so it's. He still has an option. Is that your wide receiver again? No. You just going to keep rolling those dice? not so obvious start of the week? He no. was our cover boy last on our last episode. Dude, that was, that was such a such a bad call. Well, we talked about him a lot, so he he was the cover boy. <laughs> All right, He was that wide receiver. Well, it, it kind of ties into Bark's quarterback, and, you know, it's Willie Sneed. I mean, I feel the need for Snead. I think Willie Snead's <laughs> going to have a, a, a monstrous game this week. I mean, I figure over ten targets just based on the total flow of the game. I mean, Flacco's going to if they're going to win this game, it's going to be on the arm of Joe Flacco, and they can I love the way they can win this game on the arm of Joe Flacco or be competitive in this game on the arm of Joe Flacco just simply based on the ineptitude of the Saints' uh, defensive backs. I mean, they they're they're not stopping anything. Or the no. lack of intestinal fortitude. Yeah, they they just have they just find the bright spot on their in their defensive backfield, and you know where, where's that? Where's that? And if there is a bright spot, who's he going to cover? Their find bright it. spot is very exploitable. Yeah, <laughs> find like, the bright spot. It reminds it, me of like something about a bag of flour back in school, like a grade school joke. Yes, but no, I think Willie Sneed's going to um, end up with not the best cover corner that they have. And he's going to end up open more often than not. Come away with seven or eight catches, you know, eighty to ninety yards, quite possibly get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that kind of broke out on Monday night, man. Oh, no. Yeah, Think of my guy. Yeah, but well, let's let's just talk about him. Marquise Goodwin Ooh. is an absolute showstopper. You I mean, me my guy. I mean, dude, Marquise Goodwin was electric in green against Green Bay on Monday night. Just four catches, but a buck twenty five, twenty six. And uh, two touchdowns. The guy had defensive backs turned around, and, w- and when they turned around, he was splitting on a dime, catching ball wide open, jumps in the end zone. But also, he just flat out run by you. We're talking about a guy who was, I believe, a national champion in the hundred meter dash. Hundred meter it was hurdles. hurdles. I do. Believe. I know he was a long track jump. You know, like, yeah, dude's just an. Uh, he a, he's an Olympic athlete. I was going to say, I know he was a track star at, at Texas, and he was a national champion at something, and I didn't didn't know what it was. But he's explosive. He is. I mean, he's probably the fastest guy in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, straight line speed, probably fastest guy in the league. Him and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Am I going to say that he's going to average 30 yards a catch again? Probably not. Probably not. But I I do like the pick. And, you know, there's other than, uh, you know, a a Trent Taylor sighting last week and George Kittle being pretty consistently good tied in, they're kind of starving for uh, a star. In, in San Fran right now. Yeah, the the couple reasons I picked him other than other than the explosive game against Green Bay was now they're going against the Rams. I have to kind of uh, pre or, or give a little uh, a note here. The, I think the Rams are a good defense. They're just also a great offense, and I expect them to be up there for Kyle Shanahan, C.J. Beathard. And Marquise Gooden, we're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit in the second half. I expect him to have more more receptions, still get over 100 yards, and get in the end zone at least once. I love Marquise Goodwin this week, and really moving forward until proven otherwise. The second, the other reason is is that C.J. Beathard played himself, played well enough 
for Kyle Shanahan to trust him in the passing game. So they can take some deep shots. They can run some corner routes with Goodwin, let him get loose in the secondary, and and, and be successful through the air. I I like C.J. Beathard's performance on Monday night. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think I honestly have thought he's one of the better backups in the league. They just took him in the third round. I mean, just two yeah, years ago, he he's a third round draft pick. That's you the know? capital. Yeah, I mean, they didn't draft him to be a backup. They thought he had starting potential when yeah. they drafted him. And honestly, he does. It may not be high upside, but I mean, he he can be a serviceable starter. I mean, I think he's shown it right now. But my uh, wide receiver, not so obvious start of the week. Uh, I'm so glad you didn't take mine. This is working out swell, beautiful. But listen, Quincy and was out. Terrell Pryor is likely out. Uh, Jermaine Curse has a bit of a hamstring tweak. He's probably going to play. But Robbie Anderson broke out, and I don't see it stopping with those guys out this week. I think Robbie Anderson is going to be a huge DFS play and a huge not-so-obvious start of the week. And I've been I've been crunching some stats, if you haven't noticed. The Jets actually have the 11th best offense in the league as far as points go. They put up the 11th most points in the league. Kind of surprising out of a rookie quarterback, Isaiah Crowell, and a cast of wide receivers, none of which who we think are very far above average. Yeah, none of them have number one potential no. whatsoever, but they're getting the job done. No prior argument. Hey, Pryor's never been – he's not a number one quality he guy. He was a number one. But he, he was, was a number, number one, one by default. Yeah, he was. I he mean, was like he, Brian Hartline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'll, I'll buy that um, – in very little doses because I think if they're going to stop, if they're going to focus to stop anything, they've got to now focus on literally one freaking wide receiver, <laughs> one receiver and devote the, rest, isn't bad. devote the rest of the team to stopping the monster back that is Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell. But they're you, figuring out how to do that. The Jets know how to do it. They yeah, did. I mean, but why is this team not signed Rashard Matthews? He's out there. But it, let, me, let me also say this: the the Vikings are, have a good enough defense on that front seven that they don't need to stack the box to stop those running backs. That I mean, steer completely away from the the Jets running backs this week because unless the, super the, athlete Isaiah Crowell's feeling the, froggy, the, the Vikings are going to shut him down, and that's not even my not so obvious set of the week on that. But if they all they got to do is focus on stopping Robbie Anderson, it's not going to be hard. Like it's just not going to be hard. He's not that good of a player. I'm I, I'm selling on that. I have no desire really to have a Robbie Anderson play on my on my team. If I have to, I love it. I if I've got somebody one. on a, on a bye week and he's an upside guy, I'll give you that. He's an upside guy, but I'm 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 playing out of desperation only. I'm going to buy the volume. I'm going to buy the volume that he he gets there. I w- I will give you that. He's going to get ten targets this week. Yeah. Give yeah. him. Him, or him or curse him one. I mean, it could go curse. Curse but, but with I, nine receptions last see, week. Yeah, but I think my Robbie's, play would be curse. I think Robbie's a good player, man. I know he started the season slow, but I think he's a good player. I think. I think Felicia's a turd sandwich. <laughs> Tied in. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. You gonna take? You gonna take mine? Tied in. Go ahead. No, I'll let you. I'll let you, you go. That's that's he's being a gentleman. I'm being a gentleman. Mine's not that. It's not that not obvious. That's hard to say. It's not it, that not obvious. He's just kind of a middle tier guy that I've talked about before, and he's on a hot streak. I'm going to play Austin Hooper against the Giants. Hooper. He was almost, he was almost one of my not obvious sits of the week. Not obvious. I'm going to play him until uh, further further notice. He's catching everything thrown his way. You know I like that. If he throws the ball around him. 
Matt Ryan throws the ball towards Austin Hooper. He generally catches it. 12 targets a week before last, 10 this past week, 9 catches in each of them. Isn't it amazing that you just said the words, he's catching everything thrown his way, Austin Hooper. He's it's it's like he's due for another three catch twenty four yard week. He's like mumble rap. It's like here it comes. I don't know why we love him, but we love him. He, I just he, like Austin Hooper. He's big target. It's it's year three. He's kind of coming I'm, into I'm his own. I am an Austin Hooper hype train champion right now. Can you add ride? Austin, Here's, Austin Hooper say, truther on your Twitter now. Please. You yes. don't need Austin Hooper to beat the Giants. Okay, <laughs> so. Just just to throw that out there, somebody. you don't need him to beat the Giants. Ridley's still questionable. That was my other thing. Muhammad Sanu, Julio Jones, Tev Coleman, Edo right. Smith. I'm fine with all of those guys being more than enough to beat the Giants. The only reason I had Hoop as a potential not-so-good start, I'm pretty sure the defense he faces is really good against tight end. I'll have to double-check that, but. They have a good. The Giants well, have can, a good pass defense because they're the always end. losing. <laughs> That's probably true. Which is another good reason. But they why hold the tight ends to next to nothing. All right, I believe. Awesome. I could be wrong. I, I'm just going with the hot streak and. and hoop. Hoop. Yeah, right. I think they even say that don't, when you, when don't you get catch the pass. Don't they? Hoop. Don't call the two stadium. games a streak. All right. <laughs> Don't call two games a streak. Austin Hooper's trash. I called him I as the number one tight end last week, uh, he's and not, he's still trash. He's no longer trash. Who's your tight end? I'm gonna start David Njoku. God dang it! All right, I'll just talk about him. Go ahead. Yeah, just talk about it. It helps us cut down on time. You You guys can bond. He's mine as well. Arms, would you like to hug? Tons and tons of targets. It doesn't matter how many times he drops the ball. Baker Mayfield's gonna throw it to him. (laughs) I I don't even get it. You've got Jarvis Landry, who's got like 15 inch hands, and yet you throw it to baby hand David Njoku, and. He catches seven of them. He catches seven of them. He's going to get around 100 yards this week, and I think that he's going to get into the end zone. I mean, I genuinely think that he's going to have seven catches, 90-ish yards, 80, if I've had gotten to my head, 87 yards and a touchdown. On 15 I'm 100 targets. 100% well, with Yes, you. on 15 targets. It doesn't yep. matter. He's still catching seven of them. I'm 100% with you, and I'll go ahead and sprinkle this dust on your argument. It's uh, he, They're against Tampa Bay, and I know we like to pick on Tampa Bay, but the Fact is, actual fact, Tampa Facts. Bay Tampa Bay gives up 20 points a game to the tight end. Yes. 20 fantasy points. They are averaging 20 fantasy points given to the tight end. Njoku could very well score 20 points this week. Njoku, uh, the same thing that Austin Hooper, we said about Austin Hooper last week, Njoku will probably be the leading tight end in fantasy this week. Tampa Bay just lets him run. All right. Super athlete style. <laughs> Super I, athlete. Since since I stole yours, can I? You want me to throw another one out there? No, just to give a third one. No, because we got IDP and not so. Uh, I'm gonna throw Mark Andrews just just on the the Joe Flacco the game thing. speed Joe Flacco. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. There's too many wide receivers for Joe Flacco to throw to there. Did you have a tight end, or did you already get? There? I said Austin Hooper. Yeah, I just we talked about him on see how easy he is to forget. I already forgot about Austin Hooper. <laughs> uh, all right. Austin, uh, Austin Hooper, five and a half points this week. Let's mm-hmm. run through quick If hits. he gets in the end zone, it's going to be on like an end around, and then he's going to fumble the next one. Oh, dear God. Let's do some <laughs> quick hits. I'll, I'll just give all three of my IDP not-so-obvious starts of the week because I actually had them. We discussed it's really tough to get not-so-obvious sits of the week on IDP. 
Oh, so that'll be really quick. I've got some, but not so obvious starts of the week. I got Denzel Perryman because uh, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, like for some reason, get run up the gut every time they touch the ball. So Denzel Perryman is a, a solid play this week for me. Defensive end uh, slash tackle and Dominican Sue. Uh, the Niners uh, have three to give up three point three sacks a game. I think that and Dominican's good for one or two of those. So I think he's a solid play. And Von Bell, uh, he is a not-so-obvious start of the week because Flacco's going to throw it. He's going to throw it deep. I mentioned it earlier. They're tackle guys, so they're probably going to get a lot of tackle opportunities when wide receivers are catching the ball all over the place on them. Dude. He says, on me, I didn't even hear what you said for the last two minutes. I, I went to the not-obvious sits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where'd I go? Oh, you oh, okay? You skipped the IDP. Arms, you got some IDP for me? I I think uh, Rashawn Evans is going to have a good good game this week. He Just, did play well. Last he week. he was okay. He wasn't great, but you know I think the game flow is going to feed right into his chest, and he's going to have to he's going to have to have a lot of tackles this week. He's just going to be the byproduct of getting hit in the t- hit in the chest with a helmet. I almost thought yes, you were say hit more the, or less hit in the tank. Yes, you were yes. going to say. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, that's really the only really not so obvious start I've got on yeah. the defensive IDP's, side. IDP is different on it, the not so obvious. It, here's the thing: it, players play. Yes, uh, players play regardless play of play. situation, regardless of game flow. Your defensive players show your defensive up. players play. Yeah, that's very true. It's, <laughs> it's not carry dependent. Uh, let's go to some not so obvious sits of the week. And you know what? I already I already should be stripped of my abilities and duties to be hitting these sounders, but. Almost sounds like the same guy, even though I think it was Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man that did those for us for free. But, uh... Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Not so, obvi- <laughs> not so obvious sits. Arms lead us off again. For I'm going to start with running back here. And I'm going to sit... If he, I don't, I don't even know his health situation right now. But even if Matt Breida plays, I want no part of Matt Breida right now. Yeah, Rams defense. Yeah, I mean, they just they shut it down. They shut it down good, and it doesn't matter who his replacement is. Don't play him either, and whether it's uh, freaking Alfred Morris or Kyle Juszczynski, it doesn't matter. There is nobody he most most. Isn't it use check? Use check. They call him Juice. Okay. Call him Juice. I thought it was Juice. Juice check. Juice check. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it is now. There's eight different ways to pronounce his last name. He Good has 27 me. consonants in his last name. A lot Good of C's, enough. Z's, and Y's. It's like Alvin Kamara, 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 Kam, Kam, Super Kam, Sport Kam, Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. But no, I just I want no part of any running back going against that Rams defense. Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll stay. I'll go running back off your lead. I'm going to go Sonny Michelle. I think you I, son of. Hey, let's talk about it. He had a monstrosity of a game. The beard's weird. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Had a monstrosity of a game, a breakout game, you would say. But the Bears' defense, their run defense, is real. I think the Patriots get it done through the air against the Bears. They're going to have to go with that quick passing game against that pass rush. But I would actually stay away from Sonny Michelle duplicating what he did on Sunday night this past week. I'm with you. And he's scoring touchdowns, and the Bears haven't given up a rushing touchdown yet, nor have they given up more than 82 yards in a game. Yeah. Well, it, no, that's wrong. They give up an average of 82 yards a game, which is tops in the league, I think. Yeah, to, and that's to the entire 
entire team, team rushing. So it's going to be it's a tough it's going to be tough sledding for Sonny Michelle even coming off that breakout week. I love the guy long term. Don't get me wrong. I just believe in the Bears defense. Their run defense is real. Stay away from Sonny Michelle. I believe in Sonny you. Michelle. I think Sonny Michelle's still going to get right around 100 yards and kick eke into the end zone this week. No, I, banging around 50. Limited, limited uh, involvement in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think he's going to get like six, seven points tops. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll play Sandy Michelle for the rest of the season because he's so far been he's consistently good. good. I'm not. No, oh, he good. That. He good, but he's not getting that good. Players, he not, he players he not, play. He not, he not run over Khalil Mack good. No, no. Roquan no. Smith. And, he ain't no run around Roquan good. Uh-uh. It, it's real. It's real, Lawrence. That's a balanced team. The Bears. You say players ba- play at one game. That's, a, that's a balanced team. The Bears are balanced on defense. All right. They, they can stop the run. They can stop the pass pretty well. Mm-hmm. But the Patriots can do both very effectively. You have to account for all the receivers, the tight ends. I mean, they've got players all the way around the field. they got Edelman back. That, that lead, You cannot stack that box against that run team. Sonny Michel is going to be able to – he's going to find room to run. See, I think they play. The Bears play to stop the run. You know, you can pass on us. Whatever. You can pass on it. They're going to stop the run. They're, that That's their MO this year. Yeah, so, I'm with you. Let's, uh, let's 82 switch. total yards. 82 total yards. 82 yards a game. It's tough. They just, you know, I mean, they they have allowed more than 82. Frank Gore actually had a 100-yard game last week. So you, you take a good running game by Miami and tack onto their average, and it's still only 82 yards a game. Holy crap! That's 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 been well. That's just shutting it down. But, but, wide but, receiver. Hold on a second. But let's also look at who they played. They played the Packers without Aaron, Aaron Jones. They played the Seahawks. They played the Cardinals, who's not what they used to be. Only have a running back. Yeah, that's all they have. But they're he's not effective. <laughs> They played the Buccaneers, who, what, who throw the ball. Really, it's a laundry and, list of crap running backs. Okay, and the Dolphins. Now they Frank played Gore the Dolphins and King. Frank Gore. I stand by it. Don't play Sonny Michelle. I stand by it as well. But Frank Gore, Pro Bowl uh, <laughs> quarterback. I got your quarterback. Quarterback. Go ahead. I'm going to go Matt Stafford. Good lead in with the with the Dolphins. That's it for me. The Dolphin. The Dolphins are. They play well. I mean, I, I'm going to stay away from Matthew Stafford this week. I just he's been too inconsistent for me, and I think the Dolphins are a good secondary. Going to give them a little bit of fits, uh, just a little bit of fits. It's going to be a frustrating day for Matthew Stafford when he's off. He's off. He's and, way and off. He's way off against that that opening opening week against the Jets. He was horrible. Terrible. I think the Dolphins could give him frustrate him a little bit with the blitz. And they have the ability to get some pressure. That's what I was going to say. Yep, ability to get some pressure from different looks. Uh, have the ability to stop the run without stacking the box. Hey, thanks for, thanks for getting on my no, side. I, no, I'm, I'm with you because I almost picked Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'm that, not. I'm not. I, I won't go into it because he's not my not uh, my not so obvious sit or start. But I like Stafford this week. Arms, you got QB before I throw mine out? Absolutely. Matt Ryan. Hmm. Matt Ryan, because they they don't need to win in the air. You mean the guy that throws to Austin Hooper? Yeah. That guy? They don't need to win in the air so to beat good. the Giants. That's the biggest thing. I I think between uh, Tevin Smith, or Tevin Smith, Tevin Coleman, that's more than enough for them to, uh, the yards will be there. No doubt about it. The yards will be there. But I think the, the touchdowns are going to come, you know, on the ground. Yards. Via the rush game. Correct. 
All right. And Austin Hooper gets literally no touchdowns. Hooper hater. All right. I, I got to go with Andrew Luck against a very sneakily good Bills defense. Uh, Andrew Luck is probably going to be without T.Y. Hilton. I know he's still got super athlete Chester Rogers. No. I like Rogers. Nah, but hey, Rogers is a great wide ex- receiver three right been, now. He's the okay. explosive Ryan Grant. The explosive Ryan Grant. But he yeah. loves Eric Ebron. And he does. Not so sarcastic. He does, like he but loves the Bills, Eric Ebron. Here comes my stats. The Bills are allowing 40 yards a game to the tight end and have held them to two touchdowns in six games. I think this might be the week that Ebron gets shut down a little bit. He's my not-so-obvious sit of the week. Uh, along with Andrew Luck as my quarterback. So look at that. I knocked out two with one Bills-sized stone. What would you do there? I I, I just skip, transitioned. Skip wide receiver. Other I, than jump out of line. I transitioned Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron, the tandem, my not-so-obvious sits of the week at quarterback and tight end, respectively. You can do whatever you want from here. <laughs> okay. Tight end or running back or wide receiver? I'm going to go with tight end, and I think it's just based on the quality of the linebackers, uh, the ability for their safeties to come up and play in coverage. I'm staying away from the Tampa Bay tight ends this week. I don't want O.J. Howard or Cameron Brait, and I really like Cameron Brait as a good play last week, and we say what Howard did. He looks kind of matchup proof, but I don't think this is weak. With Kirksey, Schobert, uh, Jabril Peppers coming into uh, Demarius Randall coming up to play. Like both uh, those four are going to do a really good job of shutting down the tight end game for the uh, the Buccaneers against the Buccaneers. I don't hate it. There's a ton. Like uh, looking down through here, tight ends have a great matchups all around. <laughs> the only, every time I run across one, it's like, yeah, that's a good matchup. Kyle Rudolph, oh, he's got a good matchup. Uh, Jimmy Graham on a bye. Can that be my not so pretty good matchup? <laughs> pretty good matchup. Like I don't know. It, we're 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 venturing into uh, uh, the land of not bordering or uh, we're reaching, reaching for not so obvious sits. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be surprised if Ebron got in the end zone twice. I, I really can't say. Like but, Ertz, I mean, Kelsey, you've already said too. Or Ertz and Kelsey. I mean, they're they're all going to have good games, man. I'm not going to go out on the limb. I I really can't go out on the limb. Genuine question though. What about Gronk? I mean, not, serious, not, not a terrible choice. Seriously, it's the Bears. The Bears have really good linebackers. Yeah, they do. More than capable safeties. See, I, I I think they're going to get it done. The Pats are going to get it done with that quick hitter game, and and it's probably more Julian Edelman. But it, I think they're going to get Gronk involved. Gronk's been okay here the last two games, almost a hundred yards last week. So, got yeah. a wide receiver. I'm guessing. I've got a wide receiver, and he's he's top flight. Uh-oh. He's top flight, but he's going against one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and that's Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is going to get shut down by Denzel Ward this week. Mm. Now you love Denzel Ward. He, I, I think what's, you love what's Denzel not Ward. To love but, but, about but what Denzel Ward is doing. I don't hate the pick either. I mean, can, do I think that this is going to? I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think the Browns can actually win this game and likely will win this game because what are they going? You got to beat them in the air. They've got a pretty good secondary. They've got pretty decent linebackers, and if you if you take away the best. Wide receiver on that team in Mike Evans and and Denzel Ward has the ability to do it. Is is Evans going to get some catches? Yeah, he'll get five or six catches. He's going to get fifty or sixty yards. I just don't think he's getting in the end zone this week. Not going to be a top flight. You're okay. saying exactly. God, that's kind of where I, I think was he's going. Hate it. He's tenish points in PPR this week. 
Hey, you can just add to it if that was your dude. No, no, no. I was going with the same the same type. The same type of thing. I, I was going DeAndre Hopkins against the Jaguars. Now I the, thought about that, too. Jaguars were really... Again, this is not... We kind of pigeonhole ourselves into the not-so-obvious sit. I ain't sitting DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just saying, DFS-wise, probably going to steer away from him. Right now, the Jaguars have a still, even giving up passing yards to Dak last week, they're still a top-flight pass defense. Pass defense, yes. So, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I'd stay away from him in, in DFS. Dynasty, you know, your, yeah, t- your I mean, typical format. Say, but same with Mike Evans. You can't sit Mike Evans in your dynasty yeah, you because, but DFS, because he is better than your fourth receiver in a 16-teamer, no doubt about it. I'm yeah. interested to listen to Hux's thing that I just posted to see if he is on that anti-Hopkins train in DFS as well. Yeah, foot injury, kind of been questionable or limited throughout the week in practice. They're still trying to involve Kiki Kuti. And Deshaun Watson's been flat out inconsistent this year. Yeah. So I think that continues against the Jaguars this week. So steer away from DeAndre Hopkins in DFS specifically. He's Don't good. expect monstrous He's not game. been spectacular yeah. at times. Like he has at times, but I, 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 I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. I mean, that's if you're going to shut down anybody, I, like I'm going to Denzel Ward being a shutdown guy, you're going to Jalen Ramsey being yeah. shut down. I mean, I think you, you probably win there. And he gave he gave Hopkins fits, I believe, in one of the two games last season. I mean, you can inside one of the two. Yeah, this season as well. But and he's going to Hopkins still going to get double digit points, just low yeah. end production yeah, is what I'm ten thinking. to fifteen rather than his twenty plus that yeah. Yeah, I mean, we expect out of Hopkins. And when we're looking at the price in DFS, I haven't checked his price yet this week, but it's probably it's probably one hundred or something. Probably high least. top one of the probably top ten at least in, in in price guys. You're going to get better value somewhere else. I agree, uh, my dude. Not so obvious sit of the week at wide receiver, uh, Keenan Allen. Man, I I, I am. Uh, I'm not buying that he's going to finish as a top 10 wide receiver this season. And one reason. Man, I got Titans, beat up for having him at like 10. Yeah, well, I'm I'm starting to see the error of my ways. Maybe I was the wrong one. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not feeling Keenan Allen right now. The Titans' pass defense is underrated. They're pretty good. They've only allowed uh, seven passing touchdowns in six games in a passing league. So they're giving up like 1.15 touchdowns a game to the quarterback. 1.15. 1.15. That's a very rough estimate. But Keenan Allen, you you just don't know. Tyrell Williams was the stud last week. Mike Williams has already done it two weeks. That's three weeks where Keenan Allen wasn't has the clear-cut there, option. Has there been a time that Keenan Allen was the stud couple, on this team right A couple now? games, I believe, but it wasn't studly numbers. It was not very good passing days for the Chargers, and Keenan Allen puts up just what you're happy with if he was your wide receiver, too. But we expect wide receiver one-plus numbers from him because he's supposedly elite. Not seeing it this year. I think he's my. He's definitely my not so obvious hit of the week at wide receiver. I don't think he's going to He's only got done. one touchdown on the year. Broke 100 yards one time. Yep. Only been, been over ninety twice this year, and they're flat out just getting the ball, <laughs> getting the job done, rushing with Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Melvin Gordon's been the focal point of that they're offense, fantastic. and they've got options which at is wide nice. receiver. Yeah, which is nice to see. Uh, Tyrell Williams, Tyrell Williams went off last week. Not Keenan Allen. You talked about it last week. The Chargers kind of have this same setup where they have the game breaker, which is Tyrell Williams, that deep threat that can get past the second level. They have the possession guy in Keenan Allen, and now they have the high target, high point guy in Mike Evans. Like they have kind of that Detroit Lions thing going on right now. Three headed monster. I won't say monster. Not but monster. Three. It's not as good, but they've got three guys that could easily pace the team in fantasy points week in, week out. 
it's difficult to predict who's who it's going to be each week at this point. Yeah, we thought Keenan Allen was the obvious, but you I, I, he, I don't think he is. I didn't. I, I like Keenan. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, listen, last year he didn't look good. He looked great. It's hard to project greatness to go to below good because right now he's just a little below good to me. I, I get that. Above average. It, it, took him, it. it took him four carries to break 100 yards last week. He got carries? He had four carries last week. Keenan Allen did? Yeah. Carries? Four carries for 40 rushing yards. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did notice that. they went. He, he did go over a combined. He had 100 total yards 100, 100 rushing. Yeah, 60-something on the ground right at it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're definitely trying to get him involved, but they've been trying to get him involved with targets all year. Now, it wasn't the 20 he was getting a game last year. But they don't need to give him that much to win. That's a, that's the thing about this Chargers team, as you said, they have multiple options out there. Not counting Melvin Gordon. I mean, they're they they're it's an explosive offense, and that to me that offense is paced solely on the back of Melvin Gordon. Everything else is you know it's inconsistent and it's icing on the cake for the but Chargers. But they're winning. They're, they're, they they're, are winning. They're winning. But they're so. winning on the ground. Yeah. Maybe not a ton of rushing yards, but they're winning on the ground, getting in the end zone on the ground. I mean, don't get me wrong. Commandingly. They're putting some in the end zone in there. Right. I mean, there's what? I think Phillip Rivers has three or four uh, three or four touchdown, or excuse me, two or three touchdown games. But look at what Gordon's doing. They don't need this the air attack they had last year. I like it. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, IDP, not so obvious sit to me. I've got one because I didn't see any defensive backs that stood out. Uh, it's really hard to call defensive ends. So we'll we'll do some more IDP stuff, you know, once we are able to squeeze in a third show. We'll still add it in here too on your starts, but uh, not obvious. It's the only guy I saw that really stood out to me this week was Kiko Alonso. Uh, reason being is he's been better than he's pretty much ever been, and I'm going to kind of call the Keenan Allen thing here. I think it's a little bit fluky, and I don't see Carry On and company getting enough carries to make him a tackle machine this week. And their wide receivers, to me, aren't going to be in his vicinity when they catch the ball unless Golden Tate has a big game. If Golden Tate has a big game, Kiko is probably still going to be pretty serviceable. But otherwise, if it, if Galladay or Marvin Jones are the guys this week, Kiko Allen's not going to be close to them when they catch the ball. Kiko Allen's not obvious, uh, not so obvious. Sit. As I think the they, de- yeah. I think they deploy Kiko Alonso more in a uh, Matthew Stafford yes. harassment role. Yeah, yes. I, I think they send him on blitzes. Now, it, does he get home one time? Gets a sack? That would be kind of that's the deal breaker on his week. Uh, that's kind of hard to call, but I agree 100 percent with the. He's not going to have just helmets flying at him all game with a, a downhill rushing attack coming his way. I, I will also throw out Derwin James. I don't think Derwin James is going to have an opportunity to do uh, much on defense because Mariota doesn't throw the ball farther downfield than five yards. Yeah, Time uh, to move on from Mariota. I'm going to go with my not-so-obvious set of the week, and I've really only got one that I'm you know going to pound the table about, and that's Khalil Mack. And you can pound the table now. It so, doesn't make noise in our so mics. So Khalil Mack's high point on the season is five tackles. He just so happened to have two sacks that game. So it's like... Four consecutive games of double digits. Everyone thinks, oh my gosh, this guy's an absolute stud at linebacker. What's he do last week against the Browns and Brock freaking Osweiler? 2.25 points. We get another week of Brock. That's 2.25 points. I'm excited. Who who is the best quarterback in the game, at least top two, at getting rid of the ball? It's Tom Brady. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Two quickest release guys in the entire game. It's hard to sack someone who gets rid of the ball in under two and a half seconds. Yeah. Khalil Max against a really good offensive scheme that they have in in New England, 
He's going to have trouble getting to Tom Brady. He might end up with three or four tackles, but I don't think he comes away with a sack this game. I, I agree with that. I never play a defensive end against Tom Brady because he because of that fact. He the quick game, the quick passing game is just so good, and it's, it's just es- so good. especially terrifying whenever you know that Khalil Mack, you you need linebacker numbers out of him. You need you need that because he's playing as your linebacker I mean, for, volume for the price that you pay for him. He's playing as your linebacker too, most likely. You have to have a sack out of him. You have and to he's have not going to get that. Yes, you have to have a sack for him to be worth the play. And I just don't think he's getting home this week. Yeah, my two guys watch Jaquiski Tart just had a big game mm. against the Packers. He's a big dream. Jack Tart Jaquiski going up against what he did last week was just shadow Jimmy Graham. Anytime Jimmy Graham got the ball, he was there to tackle him. And he's playing the Rams this week, who absolutely do nothing, involve their tight ends, none whatsoever. Like, their their tight ends between Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett might have five catches on the season. So I don't think Jaquiski Tarts, he might throw a couple assists in. I'd stay away from him. And I have to go out, my boy, Christian Kirksey. Just hadn't been doing it, man. Inconsistent. Just inconsistent. And he's playing the Buccaneers this week who are going to throw the ball more than run it. So stay away from Christian Kirksey if you have a better option, a different option at linebacker in your IDP league. Great stuff. Let's end it on this note. Here's a Thursday night or a Thursday night football recap for you. The Cardinals are bad. We've got real to bad. Go through the games, there's Quanto. Huh? We're going through the game picks. Oh, we we can, but you the Cardinals end on that. The Cardinals the, are bad as as far as like ending our. You know, starts, sits, and quick recap because we didn't do it them at the to lose. They're bad. I expected them to lose, but not by 35. Yeah, it's bad. I expected it to be a 10-point game. I would have expected 17 to 27, but not 10 to 45. Just here, bad stuff. And the saddest part about this is I, I saw what Josh Rosen is. Like, I, this is probably a bad outlier. I mean, he was horrendous. Three picks. He was bad. He, he was he, giving the ball away all two pick sixes, I do believe. Nathan Peter Rosen. Yeah, dude. Josh Rosen is just, I, I told you. He, Josh Rosen is not a winner. A winner. You, can th- you can throw a pretty ball. We talked about not, this when we were talking about the rookies, talking about the combine. Josh Rosen wasn't a winner in college. He's not going to be a winner in the NFL. Look at every quarterback in the league. Every quarterback that's successful. Successful quarterback. Everyone that's successful in the league had big seasons in college. I'm I'm not talking statistically big seasons. I'm talking wins. They were winning 10, 11, 12 games. Josh Rosen did not do that. I want to say his high point was eight. It may not have even been that. Josh Rosen is not a winner. And to me, that's question marks. That's Ryan Leaf type question marks. You know, he, he. I feel like he doesn't. Another question. He doesn't have the that. passion for the game, and I. Is he going to put up some stats every now and again? Sure, but I don't trust Josh Rosen to lead that team to to the promised land like they paid to get him to do it. I'm with you guys, sixty percent. Uh, the the forty against it that I'll say is he he doesn't look like an emotional leader, and he does not get fired up. Uh, he also wasn't that big of a winner in college. I know one other guy that was successful with those same qualities. His name's Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't get fired up. Wasn't that successful in college as far as a he had win a, loss. I think he had like a couple ten win seasons in college. I think so. he had one, but but I don't think he was. I don't. I don't think he came through in the big games in college. Arms going fact check this. And he go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And, but to me, Josh Rosen still has a little bit of the possibility of, of being an Aaron Rodgers because he does throw a pretty ball. His ball placement when he 
makes the right decision is gorgeous. Uh, but I, I do lean on that 60% the other way. I think his intangibles are different than, nah. than Rodgers, and I don't I don't think it's going to pan out for Josh Rosen. I, I will say that. Yeah, Josh Rosen's a 7-on-7 seven seven stud and an 11-on-11 dud. Him and uh, Christian Kirk at Nike camp. Yeah. Talk R- about the Broncos. Rosen's uh, 2002, 10-1, and 2003, 7-3, uh, and 2004, 10-1. Rosen or Rogers? Rogers. Rogers. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, Rogers. I was about to say. Rogers. Okay. My bad. Not wrong Rosen. on that one. Two ten so, win seasons. I mean, and they only play three to four years anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, to me, limited sample size. And Rogers got it done. Was yeah. he national championship caliber? No, those teams yeah. weren't. But he was. He was a national championship caliber type quarterback. Yeah, he's good. And trying to talk about the Broncos for a second. I mean, can they be a good team? They, they they get demolished by the Jets and come out and destroy the Cardinals. You know, I don't think that's back to back weeks, but they've had ups and downs, and I think a lot comes on the arm of Case Keenum, and he's just been flat out inconsistent. By the way, I do, the, I do want to recap this arm of Emmanuel Sanders. Rogers' first ten win season was at Buck Community College. Okay. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I will say I'm that. back on the right train for now. One ten win season. But but they were number two. They were number two in the country. She's a beaut. They were number two in the country in community colleges. Apparently, the Broncos are Jekyll and Hyde. You have no idea if they're going to win big or lose big. It's unpredictable. If it. It depends on Case Keenum throwing throwing picks or not. I'm I'm going to go the other way. If it depends on if they can establish the run, if they can establish the run, they they win the game. They've been successful at establishing the run week in week out, just with multiple Keenum's players. Keenum's back. I think so. Those games. But run run Jack through Kelly the games. Times. Let's yeah. run through the Jack games. Kelly time. I like Jack that. Kelly time. Titans, Chargers. I got Chargers. I'm not even going to go in depth on this one. Chargers, Melvin's too much. Yep. Yeah. Even even flying halfway around the world. Chargers are going to get it done against the Titans. I don't even right. think they have to be all the way up to win this game. They don't have to be awake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just too many players. You get two, one wide receiver and Melvin Gordon be awake, yeah. they're good. Give Melvin and Eckler half a cup of decaf, half a cup of co- uh, you know caffeinated, mix them together, good enough to win the game. Uh, Panthers, Eagles, I've, uh, I've got the Eagles. I think they're hitting a stride, and I think Wentz is getting back to form. It's going to be a good game, in my opinion, but I like the Eagles in it. I mean, I think Curtis Samuel – I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I know Eagles are hitting stride, and I think that they're going to uh, start that playoff run now. Like you said, Corey Clement becoming the default number one running back there is actually a good thing for the Eagles. Go Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Vikings, Jets, unpredictable. I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, I'm not that super confident in it, to be obvious, uh, to be honest, because the Jets, for some reason, are the opposite of the Broncos. Not the opposite of the Broncos, but similar to the Broncos, but I don't know what I'm trying to say. Jets are Jekyll and Hyde as well. Yeah, It's a win. It's a loss. It's not commanding in most cases, but... I don't know. I'm going Vikings. Name on one just, terrifying superstar on the Jets. There is none. That's why exactly. I'm confused that they're the, not winning. Give me, that they are winning. Give me the Vikings in a defense that doesn't have to focus on one thing to stop them. Damn Jets they are can scary. Just, they can play. Literally, the Vikings come out, play their base defense, wins this game. Jets are scary. I'm I'm actually going to go with the Jets at home. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Jets get it done. It's going to be closer. I mean, the Vikings lost to the Bills. The Vikings have been more inconsistent than the Jets. Now, they... 
they get the job done through the air. Kirk Cousins and company gets it done through the air. But when they can't establish a ground game, they struggle to win games. And I, I'm going to go with the Jets here just at home, keep riding a little bit of a hot streak and an inconsistent streak from the Vikings. Quick question, though, with what the Vikings did with Latavius Murray last week. Okay. Did they make that switch and say Latavius is the, the guy we're going to give the majority of the carries to, even with Dalvin back? Bigger, bigger back, more physical back. At least it's a timeshare. At at worst, it's a timeshare for those two. And I, th- I think Latavius can establish ground games. What I'm getting at, and that's part. Of, well, but what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is they're still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. Bills Colts. I uh, I got the Bills in this one. I think it's going to be one of those weird games. They're starting Derek Anderson. It's the best quarterback they've had behind center in two years. <laughs> I almost had Derek Anderson as not so obvious start, and I'm not even joking. Not joking. I, I Derek had Anderson it. has shown he can get it done. I initially, I'm like, Josh Allen, no, wait, he's hurt Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson. <laughs> They're playing the Colts, but I'm actually going to go with the Colts this game. I, I think Andrew Luck's got too much. I look for the Bills to have a 100-yard receiver this week. Probably Zay Jones. No. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. T.Y. Hilton, not that big of a loss. I mean, I'm I just not a T.Y. fan, never have, and I'll continue to say it. He's just not that big of a loss for this team. So give me the Colts in, in a nail-biter in Indy. And I think Chester Rogers has a decent game as well. Patriots-Bears. I'm going with the Bears. I think I, I usually call the Patriots as winners just because I'm, you know, brainwashed by the evil empire that they're going to win every single game, but... The Bears. I like Trubisky. I like his call on it. I like that defense. I'm going to go Bears. In the most balanced that the Patriots have been with this, an establishable running game, I think Sony Michelle's the real deal. I think the Patriots come out with this one. I think this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, this is going to be the game to watch of the week. People are expecting uh, – a, you, you said it. You could expect it in the 20s, three touchdowns to the winner. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring. I think the offense is going to play, but through the air – through the air, I think they get away. I, I think it's a shootout. Quick Bra- game, Browns Bucks. I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna roll with the Browns. I I just I'm rolling with the Browns. I don't think the Bucks are gonna get it done this week. If you change your defensive coordinator midweek, you lose the game. You have issues internally. Give me the Browns. Baker's gonna get it done. He's gonna have that breakout game. Arms called. The Bucks have talent on defense, and that's what's mind-blowing about them continuously being god-awful on defense. Up front. I mean, they're front just— Front seven's great. They're just—I don't understand how they're so bad. And I, I'm going with the Browns. I think the Browns have an explosive offense this week, actually. Super athlete David Njoku. Texans and I think, Jaguars. by the way, I think Jarvis Landry gets on track. Okay. I hope not, because I just traded him for T.J. Yeldon. It's going to look like you're going to be talking about that as your worst move ever. Yeah, it's 32-teamer. It'll be fine. Texans, Jags, uh, I'm I'm going to go. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Texans. I think Deshaun Watson gets it on track this week. I think when Carlos Hyde suits up for the Jags, it starts to turn the tide and change a little bit. But nobody's scared of T.J. Yeldon. Uh, people are uh, uh, scared. They're scared of They're DeAndre scared. Hopkins, even though I kind of decided that that could be a good, not-so-obvious sit. Give me them Jags. I'm going. I'm. I'm actually going to go. Man, this is this is going to be a Texans. Board. Well, I, why I say give me them Jags? Yeah, Texans. you threw me off there. I because I, I was going to say I side with you, and then Trickery. you said Jags, and I'm like, wait, that's you, not who I wanted. With you? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm going Texans here. The Jaguars are going to figure it out. They're going to get back to form. Not this week though. They still have to incorporate uh, uh, their acquisition of Carlos Hyde. And the Texans do just enough on offense. Like I, I'm, this is going to be low scoring to me. Lions. I, oh, don't, can oh. I can I give my pick? 
For some reason, I thought this, we were going left I, or right. Can, can I big? Can, you good? No, you, lions don't. No, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that the the Texans, with what J.J. Watt's doing, coming back into full form, they've got solid linebackers. Their safeties are, you know, their defensive backs are okay. Not great. Okay. It's enough. Good enough to hold down the Jaguars wide receiver The the problem is Bortles holds on to the ball a little bit too long. J.J. Watt might get two sacks this game. Jadavion Clowney going to get there. Yeah, I mean, the Texans probably getting to the quarterback three or four times at minimum. Texans. Good. Now we'll go Lions-Dolphins. Continue, sir. Give me the Lions. Give me the Lions and the emergence of Carrion Johnson and Kenny Galladay. We know what Golden Tate is. He's still going to catch his 9-10 to 10 balls this this week. Still get around 100 yards. I think the Lions have enough offense to beat that, that Dolphins. How does it feel to be a Golden Tate owner now? I love it. I love it. You know, he's the, he's the least exciting guy to own, but you're so glad you have him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, go, I'm going uh, I'm going to go Dolphins. I believe in them. They got something weirdly good going down there. I, I'm more Very of, weird. I'm off the Detroit Lions bandwagon. I really thought Stafford was going to be better, more, more consistent like he has in the past. He's just been up and down. Again, he's my not obvious sit of the week at quarterback, so I, I'm going to stick with it. Dolphins win it again. Keep it rolling. Only thing I can say is I have my doubts that Brock Osweiler can do it two games in a row. I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm going to go Lions. I actually think, though, with Brock Osweiler, they're probably better. His his connection with uh, Albert Wilson seemed like the real deal last week. Manufactured touches for that guy. I don't know if Ma- it was a connection, if it's manufactured. And the Lions are horrible in the yeah, second. I'm saying if you yeah. manufacture some touches, my point is I'm, I'm, get, to I'm getting to a another decent Albert Wilson week. I, th- I think you're right there, but I think Lions eke it out. Uh, I'm going, I went Lions. Go. Just say Next. I was surprised he went with my fins. Saints-Ravens. <laughs> Saints. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm going to Ooh, Saints. it's like, what? Sorry. No. You, you, you no. trashing these Ravens? Baltimore Ravens are, are the better team all around. I, I like the Ravens. They really are. Ra- Ravens are going to get it done. They're going to get back to grinding out wins, and they're going to frustrate Drew Brees in that offense. I, I like the Ravens a lot in this game. With what? They're Passing what are they? Eight. Four and two. I mean, the Ravens are a good team. They're they're no. Good. I'm just saying. You're saying they're going to frustrate Drew Brees. I'm I'm just like the pass rush is just. I know, I know they had I think seven sacks or sacks by seven different players last week. It's franchise record. They're a good I just don't team, think it's man. happening this week. The, there's both running backs that they've got, and then you know Mike Thomas. I, I just think Saints going to pull it out. I'm I'm pretty What's sure I'm, I'm pretty sure the Ravens are the best overall defense in the league right now. Like they're they're a quality. Yeah. They don't have a. You say name a star. I say name a weak spot. You know. I mean the Ravens just don't. They just get it done all over the board and frustrate teams. They they're a great great defense. They're a very good team. I'm going Ravens as well. Let's go uh, Cowboys Redskins. <laughs> Give me a. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I, I don't even want to. It think. is tough. You know what? Dude, Cowboys, that, I'll, I'll, Cowboys I'll take it over. Indians. I'll, I'll be I'll be <laughs> Cowboys and Indians. Cowboy Dak Prescott's playing good. You're, they figured it out. I don't know about they that. They got to get him rushing the ball. They got to get him touches in the in in the rush game. When he does, he's good. When he can go for fifty plus yards on the ground, it again frustrates a defense because he can always extend a play, extend a drive. Dak Prescott is a decent quarterback when he's ru- running the ball successfully. Zeke's going to get it done. The Redskins just don't have enough to beat even a bad Cowboys offense. And, and going on to the Cowboys, they have a good defense. 
what I was going to say. Lovely and dangerous. And I hate to say it because I don't like the Cowboys, but the the Cowboys are are built literally to destroy this Redskins team. In order for Redskins Mall to win, the, Adrian Peterson has to kill it on the ground, and the Cowboys have the linebackers to just completely obliterate Adrian Peterson. It's it's Cowboys. Rams, Niners. Who'd you call? I, I called uh, Cowboys. All right. Rams, Niners, Rams by a lot. Rams by a lot. I, 49ers came out, were very competitive on Monday night, but the Rams are a different animal than Green Bay. Green Bay is very vulnerable on defense. The Rams are quality, 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 and it's going to show. I think they show out. The Rams have been in some close games here recently. I mean, within seven points of the Vikings, within uh, two points of the Seahawks, and within three points of the Broncos. The Broncos scored a late touchdown. Uh, I'm just saying, it's it's been a little bit closer than most. Give me the Rams, but I think the Niners might cover the spread. I do not. Bengals, Chiefs. Chief? Yeah, give me Chiefs. There's just too much, just too much on that team for the Bengals to be a winner this week. Agreed. The Bengals look like they're... Just getting a little bit off balance right now. I want to I want to give a hoot day out there, but man, this is going to be a fun game to watch too. Should the be. wide receiving yeah. cores are very good. Well, the receiving core in general, when you add in Kelsey to the Chiefs, uh, Andy Dalton's been good. Andy Dalton's been uh, efficient through the air, and he's been in some shootouts that they've won. Chiefs are going to win it at home, but the Bengals are a good team. This is the premier running back matchup to watch this week. Cream could, Hunt. could be a good one. Joe Mixon. Correct. I like it. I like it. It's going to be one of those good games. Probably the second best game to watch this week. Uh, Giants, Falcons, both defenses are just bad. I'm going to go on a limb. I think Eli gets it going this week for one of his one out of eight games going, and then he'll have a bad one after this. Uh, give me give me some resurgent Eli for one week only. It's a special. It's a sale on resurgent quarterbacks. And uh, Saquon, Odell, Eli all having good evenings over the Falcons. Giants. Don't understand that logic whatsoever. <laughs> the Giants are just pathetic. They're yeah, terrible. They're, they're, they're just insanely bad. Uh, I think it's going to be closer because the Falcons have a bad defense, but, I, but, but the Falcons are going to get it done ultimately in the end. Deion Jones I, on track to return in Week 10. Just Really? Yep. I, did, I thought he was yep. done, done. Might done. be able to come off the IR. I'm going to go with the Falcons this week. Um, I think it is going to be a little bit closer than most people expect just because of the injuries on the uh, the Falcons' defense and, of course, no Devonta Freeman coming back. Boom. There you go. Show done. Show done. Oh. Video to be edited. YouTube viewers. <laughs> All seven of you. Hello. Hola. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. Bark is out. Good night. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.